I think we could just keep on sitting like that in silence and just appreciate the meditation, but uh, I have to talk. So, uh, first, is the sound okay? Like yesterday, there was somebody who was a little bit misunderstanding, right? That's okay now. Okay, right. So, if there is any problem, then you tell me. This, of course, it's a problem. So a few days ago, uh, someone remarked, you know, because we just were speaking about let go, let go. Somebody said, well, actually, I'm not so interested of letting go. So today, I would like to, I mean, they like a, a title for, you know, for the talk. And so I thought, oh, maybe the title for the talk would be Let's Go. That's this is a bit more uh, for the spring, no? Let's go, right? <laughs> but the big problem is that uh, we should know where we are going, isn't it? Where are we going? When I arrived here, like a few days ago, like uh, some of you, it was the first time I came here. And then I looked at the center, a very beautiful place in the countryside. And then I saw these golf carts, right? I said, oh, wow, the Americans, they really know how to live, you see. And <coughs> <laughs> <laughs> they have a golf, you know, for, for, for keeping the yogis busy after five o'clock. And <laughs> The weekend is really great. <laughs> but I am wondering, are we not playing golf? Are we not playing a game? Is not life a game? So I brought a few questions that uh, I think uh, it's just the, the examining or, you know, inquiry that we have to do in our life has to do with, uh, I started first with, uh, you know, the, the what, right? And then also the how. And then... Today, I will deal with the where. I will deal with the where. So suppose now uh, we, 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 we are in the, in the idea of a golf game. So just to say, okay, now our life is just like a golf game. So what is the purpose? What is the purpose of the, of the golf thing, right? So we just people are, are just hitting a ball, uh, and then they are just trying to put the ball in a hole, and then when they get it, then they take it out, and then another thing, you know. I mean, just looking from the outside is kind of meaningless. <laughs> so, I mean, what is the meaning of our life? Are we not there to give the meaning in life? And if we don't have any meaning, then we don't have any motivation. So to find a meaning in life, like to find a meaning in golf's game, we, ask, we need to ask, okay, now, uh, where are we going? What is the purpose? Why? So these things also have to be put in, into our meditation. So again, with the golf thing, you know, so now, I mean, you just learn the techniques and the uh, the swing and all that, right? And, uh, and then the purpose is to is to hit the ball and bring the ball in the hole, right? But you, we see that uh, actually we cannot do it just all at once. We need many shots, huh? and then these shots will uh, drive you. We will will bring us to many areas, and then depending on where we are, then we will change the the club. It's a club. So first you use a, a club that is very powerful, you, send it, you swing it off, and then you find yourself maybe in the sand, 
right? So then you have to change your club because you need uh, another tool to get out of uh, this sand. Then you, you again, you hit and then you end up in the bush. So then again, you have to change the club, which type of clubs you are using. And then you hit somewhere and then you find yourself somewhere else. And then you change your club. And then at the end, you are on the green. And then you, 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 you use the potter because it's a more subtle kind of uh, uh, dynamic that is needed to get the ball into the hole. So the adaptation of tools, the adaptation of the clubs needs to be done in relation to where we are. And then that's why in meditation, we have first to start to know where we are. Where are we? So we are with the experience mostly. So we settle, we arrive. We always arrive somewhere. But once we, are, once we have arrived, then there is the movement of life. There is the movement of the game. So we need to know where are we going? What are we aiming? So now we'll try to connect that a little bit more with the meditation. So where we are, huh? where we are could be related to the aspect of mindfulness, sati. Huh? So there, there is a quality of presence in the moment. But where we are going could be related to the aspect of wisdom, understanding. So mindfulness and understanding comes together. So first we settle in the situation where we are and then we direct our attention, we direct also all our being where we are aiming, where we are wanting to go. So in life, there is all kinds of going, like we are traveling and then we come here, then we go there. And so the body is moving, but the place or the location where we are actually relates to the mind. Where are we in the mind? And all these actions, all these types of endeavor and uh, things that we are doing and that we think we are going somewhere, you know, physically, eventually we have to consider where is the mind going? Where are we going mentally? And also, what is the purpose of our life? Because if we look at where the body is going in life, well, it's not ending in the hole of the ball, but I mean it's standing in the, in the grave, right? So what would be the purpose of that if the mind is not put into consideration? So the mind is also going. And this is why we are practicing meditation. Where are we going with, uh, with our mind? And first of all, we need to know where we are and also which type of clubs we need to, to use in order to discipline, in order to train, in order to uh, get healthy type of uh, framework by which we will go in a direction that will be the one that we are wanting. And the one we are wanting is maybe truth, maybe happiness, maybe peace, maybe a kind of more ease. So we are aiming at something that can also be related to the body, hmm? our life, the physical life, but eventually it is something that is related to the mind. So the quality of mind that we have with the results of our actions have to be considered. So again, with the, uh, the, with the aspect of meditation, we, you know, uh, like various things, like the mindfulness is related to, to, to everything. Mindfulness is related to everything and also uh, the aspect of mindfulness can have many functions.
So an aspect of mindfulness is to protect, to guard the mind. Huh? We have seen, like at the beginning, we are just with the sense door, and then we have a kind of general awareness of what is happening, and we see that the mind doesn't get unbalanced, the mind does it, doesn't get uh, 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 trouble or invaded by things, emotions, or any kind of things, think, thoughts, or, or, or states of mind that are going to bring uh, unwholesome uh, qualities in the mind. That means unhealthy states of mind. So we have to protect ourselves. I mean, to some extent, we have to be very aware, very knowing what is happening when we are encountering the sense stimuli. And then that awareness just has has for its purpose just to protect ourselves. So uh, one aspect of mindfulness is to protect the mind, then also another aspect of mindfulness is just to be aware of what we are doing and then to be doing what we are doing to do it well. Another aspect of mindfulness is related mostly to what is happening in the mind. So we are very mindful of where we are and we are very mindful of where we want to go, where we are going, but then in relation to the mind. So that type of directing the mind in specific specific, uh, uh, directions can be related also to the practice of uh, samatha meditation when we are calming the mind and also when we are using specific meditation subjects for a specific purpose, just as we have different types of clubs for the the different situations. So sometimes we need to practice metta, right? Because it's very, it's very good, right? And then also when we are practicing metta, then all these feelings of uh, these feelings of ill will and things like this will disappear. Sometimes we need to calm the mind a little bit, so we practice anapanasati, and uh, you know we have all these uh, wide spectrum of meditation subject related to just training the mind, just uh, giving some exercises of the mind, appropriate exercises according to what the mind needs. So an evaluation of where we are can allow us to direct our, uh, to, 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 to use the meditation in ways that will be skillful. So this is what we are doing mostly when we are practicing samatha meditation. We say, okay, now what do I need? Do I need some inspiration? In which case, I can reflect about the qualities of, uh, of the Buddha, or sometimes more inspiration in regard to the teaching. We can reflect about, okay, now what, what did I read, or what did I heard, uh, the Dhamma, the teachings, and then we get a lot of inspiration. So all these things relate to the aspect of samatha meditation, calming the mind, strengthening the mind, clarifying the mind. And then the mind also is geared, is directed to where we are going. That means the purpose, which is clarity, the purpose which is uh, calming the mind. This is with samatha meditation. So it's like the golf game. You don't need, you just have to understand the principle. Now I am here and then I am hitting to, 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 to bring the ball in the hall over there. So where are the situations? We say, okay, now I do like this, and then I do like that, and then we just sit there. This is one aspect. So we know where. But what eventually is going to be the result or uh, the advantage of practicing that type of uh, meditation which calms the mind, clarifies the mind? The advantage will be to get a mind that can see things more clearly. To get a mind that will be able to investigate without too much disturbance. That means like the five hindrances, you probably know, if you don't know them by, by, by theory, at least you have experienced them. Hmm? 
and I don't know. <laughs> so, so at least to be clear of these hindrances, this is one advantage that we get with the uh, with meditation process. But the clarity of the mind that we get from the med- meditation has to be used finally to investigate the all of the thing. So not only the what has to be considered, not only the how, that means the approach, and then the way we are uh, dealing with things, not only the where, the purpose of all that, but also eventually we have to see about, we have to investigate about the why. The why, that means things that are related to causality, conditionality. So that's, uh, this is also very important to uh, consider. So we have to acknowledge also that uh, before we understand the why of anything, we need to be clear about the what. Huh? What are we observing? So once the what we are observing is clearly discerned, then we can investigate about a causal process, a type of etiology. Huh? This is a term that refers to the causality of a process. Here, we have started this morning about the what related to the body. Because what we are going to investigate in life is nothing more than this body and this mind. That's all. So what is happening inside the body? What is happening inside the mind? What is the mind? What is the body? And also, what are these phenomena that are also part of the universe? So in all the universe, we just have mind and matter. That's the only thing. So that's why the investigation is starting with what is happening inside ourselves, because what is happening inside ourselves is not so much different than what is happening outside of ourselves. So this morning, like with the meditation on the four elements, we started to actually deconstruct the experience of concepts. Because we function in life just like we are just playing golf and it's just natural, you know, all the time we go from one hole to the other and we have developed habits that we have never really deeply considered. So when we start to investigate the why or the, 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 the more deeply about what is happening, then we are dealing with the experience. And then the experience is the experience of mind and matter. So by settling ourselves in the body, right, and then to experience the body by the characteristics that are manifested there, the heat and then the, you know, the various things that uh, were, were described this morning, the, the heaviness and then the lightness and uh, all these things that uh, we become more and more familiar these things are actually an experience, a direct experience of what is happening in our body. So we don't go, when we are on that level, anymore with the conceptual, anatomical, you know, uh, structure that we could use to describe a body. Okay, now the eyes and then my arm and... No, we are just with the energies. We are just with the sensations. We are just with the characteristics of the elements. We are basically with the elements of life. So now we are starting with the body. And then having defined precisely what we are observing. Now we are observing a physical process. That physical process is our body. And then we don't see that body so much in uh, by way of concepts and then by way of uh, naming. We just see that body as uh, the experience of the four elements, just as an experience of energy. For those who are acquainted with uh, Chinese medicine or Ayurvedic medicine, or even some of the ancient uh, Western medicine, like with the Greeks, and still now, I think the medicine is using uh, 
uh, elemental, elemental uh, principles to, to develop, you know, a kind of uh, uh, understanding of what sickness is all about. So those who are in the field of health, or in, the, the, um, in, the, uh, in the health profession, are actually dealing with the elements of the body. So still, you know, the ancient uh, medicine of, uh, of Asia is dealing with the elements of the body. So they will know, for example, just by the touch. I mean, you, you probably know about that. Some of you also are acupuncturists and some of you have, you know, uh, deeper knowledge of uh, medicine that I don't have. But you know that uh, actually that body is just a, a field of energy. And then when the energies are unbalanced, we get sick. Hmm? This is why, if we are knowing our, ourselves, if we want to know a little bit about our body, it's not only a question of observation. It's a question of observation. But we need to know what we are observing. And eventually we need to know the why. Because we have many causes for sometimes only one effect. So if we are looking at Sickness, for example, what is the cause? What are the causes? If we don't know the causes, how can we treat a, how, how can we treat a disease? So the diagnostic has to be very precisely considering the aspect of etiology. What are the causes? So today we will not go so much in the detail. We have to be very practical and then it's not necessary for us to, to, to analyze, okay, now what is happening in my body and then what is the cause of that? No. But eventually it will become clear from the experience. So now we are dealing with the experience of the body huh? and then the more we are with that, then somehow intuitively and sometimes also by analytical kind of, um, uh, to say, directing or, or we can uh, understand a little bit about what are the causes for these elements to manifest themselves. So very simply, like Buddhist tradition, which actually influenced a lot the ancient medicine of Ayurvedic, uh, you know, in India, they were very closely related. And uh, these, uh, the, the, that uh, ancient medicine was Telling like like the, like Buddhism explains matter, huh, the, uh, explain our body by way of uh, we have the fundaments and also the cause for that is the f simply the food. So the food that we are intake that we are taking is a cause for what is happening there. Is a cause also for materiality to happen. So you can just see by yourself when you are eating something, then it's very hot, and then you see the you you feel the, the the heat that is coming just from the food. Sometimes also you are eating something, and then you feel very heavy. Sometimes you are eating something, and then you you get very energetic. Huh? So all these things related to food relates eventually to the four elements. So food is a condition for this body to exist, and also is a condition as. Four elements, you know, so you are eating four elements and then the body is just four elements. First, obvious uh, relationship with uh, the food and the body. Another relationship, causal relationship that is related to the body is temperature. So we see also that uh, different, de de depending on the, on the temperature that is outside and also the temperature that is inside our body, then the elements can take a different dynamic. So we can experience that. How oh, do we react? How, oh, uh, depending on the, 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 the quality of the temperature in the body, uh, are the other elements influence? Now it, it starts to be uh, interesting because the mind is, uh, is getting included. So ancient medicine and Still nowadays, sometimes I think it has been questioned a little bit the 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 the, 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 the importance of psycho uh, psychosomatic effect of uh, of diseases. Sometimes it, I think it has been questioned in Western medicine, but I think it has always been considered. You know, I think Western medicine also has always it's impossible. It has always considered the effect of our states of mind related to what it brings to the body. So 
Now with the four elements, like very practically, we can see, we can see like uh, you are sitting and then you can see the emotions that you are having in your mind or the types of thoughts or intention or different qualities that are happening in the mind and you can see the influence it has on your body. Just a simple thing, like uh, when we practice metta also, sometimes you are practicing metta and then tonight also every day we will be specifically practicing metta in the evening. So when you are practicing metta, the mind is very happy. The mind also is very generous and then very balanced. So what has these positive mental states as an effect on the body? You feel very differently. But also, if you are to analyze it, you know, like with the researchers, the, 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 I mean, they, they scan the body and then they see uh, the relationship like this. What, what is happening to the body when the mind is in specific states, when the mind generates a speci- specific vibrations? So the mind influences the chemicals that we have in the body. So when we are thinking about something, the body also is reacting chemically and we get, you know, health. We can get healthy by also by having healthy thoughts. But also we can make ourselves sick just because we don't know that, uh, you know, very strong emotions that are negative or uh, not so uh, skillful can also cause disease. So this is the third type of uh, causality for the body to be, is the mind. And these causes, like uh, I was talking recently with with a Chinese uh, medical doctor, and then she was saying that no, when they when they look at the patient, no, when they when they are dealing with the patient, then they have to know very precisely. Okay, now what is the problem here? If it's only a cold, then it is just due to the temperature. Also, then they give medicine or they give treatment in relation to just unbalance uh, uh, of elements due to the temperature. But also, they 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 they, they check. Um, if it's because of the diet or because of lack of exercises or things like this, but also they include the aspect of the mind. What is the psycho- What is what are the psychological states of the pers- of the person who is having a kind of uh, you know unbalance of the elements? But also, interestingly, they still have like in the, in the Chinese medicine and uh, you know these uh, Asian medicine, they still have the fourth. Uh, the fourth class of uh, identifying the causes of disease. And this, the fourth class of causality is karma. Huh? So the results, what, karma is actually the volition. And then the volition that we have is the volition to do. Huh? So karma is action. And then we have the body, physical actions, mental actions, and then verbal actions. So these actions are firstly motivated by a volition. So, pr- principally, mo- mostly, you know, what we call karma in Buddhism is the volition to do something. And of course, these actions also will bring the actions to completion. So, this volition will bring the actions uh, to completion. So, whatever we are doing, whatever we have done, motivated by the volition, has an effect, right? So what we have done in the past also brings some effect with them in the present. So physically, there are also the, 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 the feedback or there are also the, the kind of consequences that what we have done, what we have done. So some illness actually are related to the past karma. And in this case, the, the specialists with whom we were talking that, uh, you know, the, the Chinese... Uh, doctor was saying that, well, if, it, if the disease is a karm- karmic, you know, due to, 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 to past uh, actions, then it's very difficult to cure because the person has to bear the result of her actions. And then is, 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 there is no, although, although, although the medicine will, will, will treat as much as possible, nothing can be done for that. So now we just uh, inquire a little bit about the why. Also, we see that uh, in relation to the body. So we have seen from our experience of the four elements, 
then then there is a kind of uh, uh, relationship that can be done with uh, with causal uh, with the causal principles. No? But still, before, like, like also, now we go very superficially, like Nikki was saying, like for example in the park uh, monastery or ancient uh, meditation on the four elements is a long time practice. You, don't, you, you just don't do that only in a, f- in a few days. It's just, uh, we, we need to, to be acquainted with that, to get very familiar with it and also to develop it. Mm. But today we got the first glimpse of it, right? And then if we were to, to continue, which uh, you, some of you may like uh, to pursue, uh, so if we are to continue the four element meditation, then we just go on with the experience. We are just, we know where we are, and then where it is, it is just here. So whatever I experience physically, this is a physical experience of the four elements. So the more we are doing it, the more acquainted we get with the whole body. So the experience of the whole body comes to be perceived all at once. And this is wonderful, because all at once you are able to see the whole body, and then by starting, like the question also was asked, okay now, shall I start with only one element, or shall I, I see two elements, and how shall I proceed? So the thing is that first, like technically, like the, the practice of the fundamentals, if we are able to identify only one element very clearly, then all the other elements are going to come also. For example, if you are able to identify the wind element, uh, very clearly wind element, the pushing and then the supporting and also the movement, the pressure uh, that you are experiencing with, with the breath or with the posture. Or if we are able to, to see only one element, like the wind element, then other elements also are going to be combined because the four elements are never separated. They always come together. The only difference is that uh, in some areas of our body, one element is, go- is going to be predominant. Hmm? Like in the bones, it's very hard. So the hardness is the characteristic of uh, the earth element. So the predominance of the elements of the earth element will be then the bones in the teeth and then also uh, to some extent in the skin and things like this. So various parts of the body have one element as a predominant, huh? predominant. But together with it, the other, the other three elements are going to come. So if you look at the bones, or if you are experiencing the bones, or, or, or then you will see also that there is a heat, and also you will see that the, the wind is there, and also a kind of cohesion and a kind of, uh, uh, a kind of uh, fluidity, a kind of movement. No? So four elements are coming together, and then we are practi- when we are practicing, at least to make one element very clearly, we make it in the area where we can experience it the best, and then from that area, then the whole body starts to be experienced, and then once one element is experienced throughout the whole body, we see also that the whole body is just these four elements. Uh, and then we see, eventually, the, you know, the meditation is just, is just the four element meditation, and it becomes very easy, and it is based on the experience. But what is the eventual, you know, uh, purpose of that? We start to analyze a little bit what is happening. We start to investigate the experience itself. So now we start with the four elements. Pushed a little bit further, this analysis of the four elements related to the body, we'll have to include the element of space. So now we see, and then we experience the, f- the, the four elements in the body, and then we include the, 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 the aspect of space. Isn't it that the, the, the body is full of space? Space in the lungs, space in the nose, in the mouth, in the ears. Uh, every space is the, the pore of the body, the, the pore of the skins. Just full of space. But if we are to look very closely with a microscope, we see, like I think, I think I don't know, maybe a specialist can say, but uh, like even in an atom, there is a lot of space. There is much more space than anything else. So if we are just a component of atoms, then that means the body is full of space. So when we start to put space into this physical structure, into this physical uh, body, then the compactness disappears. 
Huh? So there is no more solidity. The body is just a field of energy. And then the space is, allow, is, is, is giving us that kind of, uh, still a little bit more of a deconstruction. But what the element of space is bringing more uh, obvious to our perception is that among the components of the physical elements, we also have the sense orga- organs. So we have the eye, and then we have the nose, the, the, the tongue, the ear, and then the body, and also the, the, the mind base. So the sense organs, actually, you know, explained by way of sense bases, or are not the organs themselves, but the sensitivity that is there in relation to the specific objects. So we cannot see, for example, with the body, the body is experiencing the touch of the object, and then the eye cannot hear anything. The eye, the, the eye, uh, the eye, uh, the eye base is sensitive to, to to the colors and then to the impact of uh, visual objects. Huh? Same thing with the with the other senses. It is a specific uh, sensitivity that we have there, and also the the mind, however, is able to to know all these objects. So a more close observation of our body will also enable us to distinguish with the different sense doors. And here, again, it is uh, helping us to deepen our uh, experience, our understanding of the experience. And then, of course, what is very interesting is the mind. So how is the mind arising? What is consciousness? This is, this, is the, this, this is the most interesting thing. So when we are able to, to diagnose, to, to, to identify the sense bases, the sense base, the physical sense base, then we see that the contact is arising there. Uh, so we have the sense base and then the, the five uh, and six subjects come in contact with them. And then consciousness is arising there. So we have the ear consciousness, nose consciousness, eye consciousness, and tongue consciousness, body consciousness, and mind consciousness. These three components of the six sense base, uh, so we have the three components of consciousness, sense base, and sense object. And then we have six sense base. That means we have about uh, 18 uh, ayatana, 18 bases, or 18, or eight, 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 18 bases. So, with many types of, uh, with six types of consciousness. But we see also that uh, by way of uh, the why, we understand that uh, these different types of consciousness are arising depending on the contact. So the contact is the experience. The more we are in the experience, physical experience, the more we are able to know the mental experience. And this is the tricky, the, the tricky parts, because we start to understand the mind. Okay, now the mind, first of all, now, now we are shifting again to, to a different object of observation, of the what. Now we don't observe the, the what of the body and the why of the body. We observe the what of the mind and the why of the mind. So of course, if we are to look at the what of the mind, that means what are the different components that makes consciousness alive? What are the, the different components that are included in what we are calling mind. What are the qualities of the mind? So, what are all these things that relate to the mind? The intention, the volition, the, the, the quality of greed, or the quality of hatred, the mindfulness, all these things that are the qualities of the mind needs to be kind of uh, known. And then also, 
once we like now we will not go into the details of uh, you know analyzing analyzing the components of the mind huh? but it can be done now we will not go into that but the the the, the key point will be that uh, once we have a general idea of various qualities of the mind then we go again to the source about how the mind is arising that means how these different qualities of the mind are manifesting themselves. Why? Why? Because this is the problem, isn't it? That a big problem in our life is related to the mind. We are performing actions, we say things, and sometimes it's skillful, sometimes it's not skillful. And then things that we are doing are bringing happiness or suffering, and sometimes also illness and also mental illness. So all that has for the cause the mind. So to see where the distortions start to happen, we have to go to the source, and the source is the experience. So that's why now we are doing the four element meditation, and then we are just kind of getting grounded with the body, and then we apply our mindfulness continuously with what we are doing. We are sensitive to what is happening actually with the body. Then we come to be aware of the sense doors. Oh, and then we, 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 we can also be aware of the impact that the, senses of the sense object have on the sense door and also the different consciousness that is arising there and also the quality of the mind that is arising together with that. So it is very important. It is very important because uh, we can see where everything is going wrong. And then the first thing is to see why do we get unbalanced? Why do we get dragged away by hindrances which are uh, finally all, bad, uh, all unskillful qualities of the mind? Why are hindrances arising? So if we don't understand the causality that, okay, now, this is because of that, and then I get this. So then when we know a little bit more about how the things are arising, we are able to feed ourselves with a good diet. That means a good mental diet as well. Because we know where we want to go. Mentally, where do we want to go? Towards more clarity? Towards more happiness? Towards more understanding? This is our goal. So now we are here, and then somehow, by understanding the where we are, we also are able to see where we want to go, where we are going. Not physically, not by way of a profession and things like this. This is important, but mentally, where are we going? So for that purpose, experience has to be fully understood. And experience here relates to the aspect of contact. Contact is related to the physical element. Contact also is related to the mind. And then uh, all these things are, are, are just interrelated. So again, I would like to end with, uh, with the golf course. That's nice. <laughs> so, uh, like samadhi, you just know, you just hit the ball and then you are just hitting for, for the all there. And that's all. You don't need to be very bright, right? You just need to be skillful. <laughs> well, I mean, you have some bright people who play golf, definitely, but it's not the, the, it's not the major criterion. So to develop a little bit more intelligence is that not only we need to, to know, okay, now what is the game, you know, what is the purpose of the game, but we need to understand what is happening in the game. So we need, first of all, like uh, the title of the team was, let's go, huh? let's go. So where do we want to go? So now we say, okay, now we, we want to go in the direction of light, happiness, and then the clarity of mind and strength of mind, health of mind, health of body as well. We want to go there. But how to proceed? 
we have to come back to where we are. Where we are is the experience. So now the, 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 the direction is not so much into directing ourselves towards a, a goal, like, okay, now I practice samatha for this, I practice this subject of meditation for that. It's not so much, orient- I mean, our meditation is not so much oriented towards a specific goal, but our meditation is oriented towards understanding the experience. Right? So the investigation is going to be an, ex- an investigation of experience. What is happening now? Why is it happening? How do I look at it? Where I am going? So the more we understand, you know, that whole process, the more alternatives we can have by way of choice of what we want to do in, uh, in the life because we are more clear and then we understand more of the, of the co- conditions and uh, you know, the things. So we are able to, to put everything in a better shape so that the results are going to be a little bit more in accordance to what we wish. So we are doing things. We are going somewhere, somehow, but for the purpose eventually to come back to understanding the going. So when we are understanding the going, then we don't need to go anywhere because we are where we are and then it's enough. So um, so as for the where and things like this, there is a sutta, you know, like it was related also somebody, well anyway, somebody... Okay, I will finish with this one. Like uh, the, 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 the sutta, one sutta in the Anguttara speaks about four types of kamma. Uh, so we have kamma as action. So we have the kamma that is dark. Uh, we just do bad things and completely ignorance. And then the results also are dark. We have some types of actions, some, type, some types of karmas that are bright, uh, wholesome. And then the results also are bright and wholesome. We have some types of kamma that are... Uh, dark and bright, uh, it's a mixture of both, and then the result also is going to be dark and bright re- result. And then also we have a fourth type of kamma that is neither dark nor bright with neither dark nor bright result. So that fourth type of kamma is actually a kamma, that means it's still action. It is still involvement, but an involvement to understand really the process of all of that and then to get out of of the game. So the whole thing about liberation is to be liberated with games that uh, eventually don't have any more meaning for us. But before we, we, we reach that, we have to find a game, we have to find a motivation, we have to find some kind of meaning in our life. So the actions, the, 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 the karma that we are doing, are actually from, bri- b- b- from, from sometimes darkness to brightness, sometimes also to brightness to more brightness. So that's why we are practicing meditation and then we know where we are a little bit and then we see from the experience that, okay, what can I do to improve my life? What can I do to, to understand a bit better? Huh? So it's always a question of learning, experimenting, and also trying again, and then going in a, in a direction that is more healthy in both ways. There was a question here that uh, is ignorance. Huh? Ignorance, is it a choice? If we relate also the aspect of ignorance to uh, non-knowing, it could be also related to education. So, have some people uh, the choice to be educated or not educated? Not really. Sometimes people are born in such conditions that uh, the environment in which they are, they have no choice. Or they cannot be educated because their parents or they have no clue about what is education all about and also they have no means to get educated. So ignorance can also be related to an aspect of education. So do we have a choice to be ignorant? Sometimes we like ignorance and actually ignorance is a way to protect our 
kind of egos. We are living actually in our ignorance. But because of ignorance, then there is no choice because we don't see clearly, you know, uh, different alternatives. And then we don't see clearly the whole picture. But uh, I think the, what we are doing with our meditation is a kind of education. In education, in the sense that we are learning not so much from the books or from the school things, but from the experience, we try to understand a little bit more about that, about the, about our life, and how we can deal with it in a way that is uh, more conducive to uh, to knowledge, and then to uh, yes, to knowledge. So we are practicing in order to end up ignorance. And then do we have a choice? This is also a question of a long discussion. <laughs> and we will not go into the discussion of choice today. So thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.